Did you know that we have a spirit-filled father? Please turn with me to Ephesians 6, verse 4. Thank you for joining PRBC Podcast. Let's tune in to Pastor Mackey. Brothers and sisters, I hope that all of us are familiar with the term DUI. DUI means driving under the influence. But today I don't want us to receive a DUI. I want fathers to be a DUI. What do you mean by that? My machiology working with me today, I know from a worldly perspective, we say DUI is driving under the influence, but I want these fathers to be daddies under the influence. Daddies under the influence, not of spirits. Jack, Jimmy, and Johnny. <laughs> Not, not those spirits, but we need to be under this, this spirit, not of Jack, Jimmy, or Johnny, but of Jesus the Christ. And remember, Paul starts out in Ephesians 5 telling us, don't be drunk with those spirits, but, but be filled with the spirit. And remember last week, we looked at starting at verse 19 of, of Ephesians 5, some evidence that one has the spirit. You will have conversation with the saints. You won't walk past folk and not speak to them. Hello, someone. There'll be conversation with the saints. Then there's going to be glorification of the Savior. And there's going to be subjugation of the self. And remember, he talks about being mutually submissive. And and submissive there in the Greek means to be under the rank of. And he's saying that when you have the Holy Spirit, that you don't mind submitting to those over authority over you. You don't mind being under a person of authority. And then he walks down through some domestic relationships where this is put in place where wives are to be submissive to their husbands. And then he closes out the chapter and people will say, well, I'm glad he stopped talking about that submission stuff. But 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 please know that we are the ones, the redactors who put the Bible together are the ones who inserted the chapters and the verses. Remember, again, this is Paul's letter to the Ephesians. When he originally wrote this, this this was not with chapters and verses. We added the chapters and verses to help us to find scriptures in the word of God. But it's one pattern of thought. That Paul is continuing when he picks it up in Ephesians chapter 6. He, he says not only should there be submission in terms of wives to husbands, but also children to parents. 
That's why he opens in Ephesians 6, 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise that thou days may be long on the earth. And then he wants us to know, just like I explained last week, that just because you are in authority, you should not abuse the authority that you have. As it relates to the relationships to husbands and wives. And now he's saying it goes even the more when it comes to parents to their children. And notice that he stopped talking to parents, mother and father. But in verse 4, he singles out fathers. He, he didn't say, and ye mothers and fathers. Mm -mm. He, he specifically says, and ye fathers. It's important that, that he's raising this here because you must understand yet again that Paul is writing where Rome is in authority. And that was a term in Rome uh, uh, in the Latin that comes from the word patria potestas. Patria potestas in the Latin simply means that the daddy, the, the father was the one in total control of the family. Let me say it this way, you all. I hate to put it in these terms. But back then, the father looked upon the children. They were looked upon as the father's property. And brothers and sisters, do you not know that back then when, when you look at a, a, a Pratia Portestas, that when you look at what happened when a child was born, they would bring that child not to the mother. They would bring that child to the father. And after he would inspect that child, if he turned his back on his own child, they would put that child in slavery or put them in the hands to be killed. Oh, that the, the fathers were in total control back then. So when Paul says, ye fathers provoke not your children to wrath, he is going countercultural to what they did back in Rome. He says, the first thing, father, if you're going to be a spirit-filled daddy, first is some stuff that you should not do before the stuff that you should do. The first thing, Dad, is that you should not provoke your children to wrath. What does that mean to provoke them to wrath? That means to, to embitter them. It, it means to rouse a child to become angry. It means to irritate them for no reason. Now, now, now that's what he's saying. Let me tell you what he's not saying, because I want all fathers and all children to walk out of here with the same understanding as well as you are watching us. Is that when Paul says, don't provoke them to wrath, don't provoke them to be angry. Paul is not saying that as a father that you will not make your children angry. Hello, somebody, because if you're really doing your job as a father, you're going to step on your child's toes every now and then. You, you, you're going to do something that, that gets on their nerve. You, you're going to do something that may rub them the wrong way because when you got to get next to them, like my daddy said, when you got to uh, tighten them up a little bit, uh, yeah, they may not like that necessarily, and they may be angry with you. 
He's not saying that that don't live your life as a child, always subjugating yourself to what your child wants to do. But he is saying that as a father, you are not to make your child angry at you unnecessarily, that you are not to make your child angry at you intentionally. You're not to make your child angry with you arbitrarily. What Paul is getting at here is that there are some things that we can do as fathers that can unnecessarily, when it didn't have to, make our children angry. Can I just give you three things that we do that can make our children angry so you can better understand where I'm coming from? One thing that we do, fathers, is that some of us abuse our children. And I'm just not talking about physically. And some some fathers can physically abuse their child. Can I tell you when you know you've been physically abused? When when you've been beat? Come on, somebody. And and then you you look around and uh, and, and they asking you questions and and you your face going your tongue and, and your head is going up and down. Yeah yeah you you've been abused. I, I wish somebody would help me out there. I mean, some people have been abused. Some people have not only been abused physically, but there are some people that's been abused emotionally. There are some people that's been abused psychologically. And that's not what we're supposed to do that will rouse up anger in our children. Uh, let me say this, uh, parents, I know you have to discipline your child, father. I know you have to discipline your child, but you should never discipline them when you're angry with them. Come on, I need a witness out there, fathers. Calm down, take a chill pill for a minute, and then come back and enforce the discipline. Uh, another thing that we do uh, that, that rouses up our children uh, is that some of us, uh, when it comes to our children, we play favorites. Oh, my goodness. I think I hit something right there. Many of us playing favorites with our children. I like them because they like me. I like them because we can hang out together. I like them because they like me. Let me tell you something. Playing favorites will not do anything but cause turmoil and confusion in your relationship. The Bible said that God reigns on the just as well as the unjust. Well, my child over here don't never treat me no good but just because they don't treat you any good don't mean as your parent that you're not supposed to continue to love them and show them the way of the Lord yeah yeah don't 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 play favors I, I had to learn that real quick if I bring something to the house for Timmy I better have something in my hand for Barbara and for Micah and sister Macca says she needs something too I wish I had somebody to help me today. Don't play favorites. Can I tell you one more thing we do? And I'm going to my next point because my time is going real fast. The other thing we do that provokes our children to wrath fathers is some of us need to stop over-promising and under-delivering. What you mean by that, Pastor? Where you, you promised them to do one thing, but you couldn't live up to the promise that you made, and you end up breaking their heart, and you end up breaking their spirit. 
But whatever you say you are going to do, make sure you hold true to your promise and make sure you are able to deliver on the promise that you made. Because I have learned that while many of us are out here trying to chase money and trying to take a chase accomplishments and trying to chase affiliations at the end of the day no matter how much money you make your child will not remember the gifts you gave them they will not remember what you put under the tree for Christmas they won't remember all the gifts you gave on their birthday but they will remember that when they needed you the most it was not your presence it was your physical presence is there anybody in here know that your presence is more valuable than the presence that you can put under a tree? Uh, but, but he moves on. He tells us what, what not to do. Fathers, don't provoke your children to wrath, but raise them up. Uh, notice, if you please, that this picture of raise them up. It's painting the picture in the Greek here of uh, one who nurtures that child to maturity. Uh, it's painting the picture of a florist who looks after their plants. You know, florists, they, they check in on their plants. Uh, Father, some of us not checking in. Hello, somebody on our children. You need to sneak up on them every once in a while. See what they watching. Come on, help me, somebody. See, see who they talking to. Because they'll lie in your face and go. I wish I had somebody to help me. Don't sit there like you know what I'm talking about. Just because you got a child that's doing it. You did the same thing. You gotta, you gotta check in up on it. You gotta make sure that the, the plant is fed properly. You gotta position it properly so it can get some sunlight. Can I get a witness in here? Your job is to put your child in the best position possible. That, that's your job. Uh, notice the text did not say that fathers we need to leave the raising of our children to the government. It, it, it didn't say that. It did not say we need to leave the raising of our children to these teachers in the school system. It didn't say that. It didn't say that you take the children over to grandma's house while you out there shaking it fast and doing, oh my Lord. Out there doing whatever you want to do and leaving grandmama to raise them. Grandma can't look after them like they used to. I wish I had somebody to help me in this place. You need to take time to raise your own child. You can't do that while you're going to the nightclub. You can't, you, you got to be present. In the home with them. He, he says, he said, you got to raise your own children. He said, raise them up. And I like Paul because then he tells you how you need to raise them. And I'm done. He said, raise them up in the nurture. Can I, can I park there a minute? Nurture here is referring to 
disciplining. Can the church say discipline? It referring to disciplining the child. It's making reference to the action of the parent to influence the child's behavior. It's just not talking about what you do to, to put on their backside, brothers. It's also talking about how you discipline your child not to put some on their back, but to put some in their head, to put something in their hearts, because what goes in them, I wish I had somebody to help me, will come out of here, and too many fathers are making withdrawals, and we ain't made no deposit. Can I get some help in here? You got, you got to nurture them. You got to discipline them to wash the dishes. You got to discipline them to fold and wash their own clothes. You, you, you need to discipline them to take out the trash. You need to discipline them to wipe the baseboards down. I wish somebody else would talk to me. You need to discipline them to be able to feed them own selves. You need to discipline them to be able to change a, a flat tire, to be able to change the oil in their tire, to be able to tie a tie when they have to go to a business meeting. You need to discipline these young ladies to know, don't respond to everything he tell you. I need some help in here. Oh, he said I was cute. Oh, he said I was pretty. Don't you got a mirror? Look in the mirror at yourself and look how pretty and how beautiful God made. You don't need no Negro telling you that. I wish somebody would talk to me in here. Look at your own self and say, I'm beautifully, wonderfully, and fearfully made. Okay, my time. You, it's talking about your actions. Disciplining your children. Your actions to influence their behavior. But it says raise them up in the nurture. And. There's some more work we got to do brothers. And the admonition of the Lord. It's saying that when your spirit feels. That you just don't worry about the actions that influence their behavior. But you worry about the words that influence their belief. Uh, what are you saying to your children? What are you putting in their spirit? Listen, let me tell you something. This world has already told them they ain't no good. So why do you come and tell them what the world has already been telling them? When they come in your presence, you need to remind them that they are heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Remind them that they're the head and not the tail. They are above and not beneath. They're the lender and not the borrower. Tell them something good. We got enough bad news already. Encourage them. Inspire them. And one of the greatest things you could do, I got three minutes. One of the greatest things you could do is remind them that although I'm your father, you need to get a relationship with your heavenly father. Because dad, you ain't going to be here always. I wish I had some help in here. 
and you need to make sure that they have a relationship with the father because when the times get bad you won't always be able to slip in and give them what they need but if you put them in touch with their heavenly father how many can testify he can supply not some of their needs but all of them according to his riches and glory I'm out of here uh, you, you, you got to make sure they're able to say, our father, which art in heaven. Come on, help me close my little message. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not in... Uh, is there anybody beside me knowing some temptation out there? I wish somebody would be real with me this morning that knowing some temptation out there in the world, but tell them to lead you not into temptation, but deliver you from all evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever and ever and ever. Listen, uh, remind me of this story told by one of my good friends, Joshua Mitchell. He said he was having a birthday party for his, one of his sons. And they hadn't had a party since COVID and everybody was excited. So everybody had their responsibilities. He, he had to make sure they had the hats and had the streamers. And, and of course, you got to have the balloons. And, and uh you know what happens at every party. You tie the string around the balloon, and some young person is so excited. And the balloon just, y'all know what I'm talking about. It, it flies up in the air. And, and, and that's what happened at that party. One of the little boys there, one of the friends of his son, had lost his balloon. And, and so he was going to be bad enough to try to reach up and, and grab the balloon, but he was unsuccessful. To which the little boy looked at him and said, my dad can do it. Watch this. He looked around. He didn't see the boy's dad. So he didn't know what he was talking about that, that my dad, my dad can. And so uh, about 30 minutes later, here comes walking through the door, Six five, two fifty. The balloon was up in the air. The daddy just reached up and grabbed him and pulled it back down. And the little boy said, "I told you, my daddy can do it." God bless your pilgrim rest, because when you can't do it, my daddy can. Have I got a witness in here? When you can't make the way. My daddy can do it. Is there anybody in here that can give your neighbor an air fire and say what you can't do? My daddy can. What can he do? He can make a way out of no way. What can he do? He can put joy down in your heart. What can he do? He can wipe away your tears. Is there anybody that can shout what you can't do? My daddy can. I'm not praising 
for all that he's done. Thank you, sir. All that you will do. Because what you can't do, my daddy can't. If you know it's true, come on, let's give our daddy. Come on. Let's give our heavenly father a good, happy Father's Day. Let's tell him. Come on, even at home. Oh, come on, let's tell him happy Father's Day. Tell him thank you. Hallelujah. For all you've done. Thank you for listening today. We want you to partner with us and become a part of our family. Please go to our website, pilgrimrestphx.org to get more information. You can also text to give by texting PRBC to 77977. Remember to subscribe. Now, let's go live a life of higher heights and deeper depths as we occupy all streets.